welcome to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Wow, that's how we're going to say it now? It was like You're a circus do person. It that way? No, I just thought I would introduce our show to everybody this lovely day. Okay, be a little bit more chipper. We need chipper. We need chipper? Yeah, we had a long day of traveling. No, well, it wasn't a long day. We just made some stops, which we haven't done yet, uh, along the marriage oh, line. Let's let's t- can, can, currently, we, can we talk about well, some of well, our stops? Well, hold on. But currently, so people know, you like to keep posted and updated. The marriage job is currently um, kind of like in the middle of California, upper part of California, up north. Um, and then we'll be closer to the Oregon border. Um, and yeah, and so then in like middle of June, a little after that, we'll be in Oregon. Yeah. Um, yes, we keep saying the itinerary is coming, but it is going to be coming out soon. <laughs> it actually is. I'm just a little bit behind on that, but we're, we are working on it. Yes. We are working on it. But let's talk about our stops because my husband does not like to stop to let me go pee. No. No. You have to at least go a certain amount of distance before you can stop to go pee. You can't go pee like less than an hour after you left and then again like – another 45 minutes after that or an hour after that again i've been hydrating so. a lot it's been warm i've been drinking a lot of water and i can't tell my bladder what to do okay i'm yeah but i, I we're just gonna have to find a solution so you're gonna have to i don't know maybe oh get, my gosh am i gonna be peeing in the back of the car you might have to be peeing in the back of the car or i don't know somehow scale maybe the side of the marriage lab along the edge like oh. walk go through with while yeah. it's moving kind of like, like a fast mission and in, fast and furious kind of like a mission, mission impossible, impossible type of thing yeah that dun, actually would dun, be great dun, 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 yes dun. okay so well Anyways. i don't know but um i wish that you would get better at um being more gracious when we stop i am gracious when we no. i am gracious when we stop you i seem just irritated i just i don't like to stop i i know there are people listening to this right now who totally get it and understand and me there's like people listening that think javi is kind of a me was talking to um uh my best friend anthony who's on the road and um and if you're hearing this and you said well i thought i was your best friend javier don't get offended um <laughs> And he, he tells his family four and a half hours. Like if if you can't hold it for four and a half hours, oh, then like I will probably never go anywhere not, with him. We're not we're not stopping. Well, so we're gonna have say, to have a, a threshold somewhere along the line here of how we're gonna actually do this. I don't know. Well, I'm excited to jump into um, today. You do sound excited. You sound very mellow. I do. Yes. Pump it up. Do you, you want to know why? It's Tell me. Because you want me to be excited, but yet at the same time, I'm not allowed to yell because you, of the microphone. Yeah. Be, everybody who listens to the podcast, their feedback is she's Shannon. getting better with the microphone. They don't say anything about okay, Javier. They so, say she's getting better with the microphone so because you go in and out, you lean against I it, you pull back. How do I act excited and not blow out the microphone? It's trying to use inflection in your voice without raising your voice too high and then learning how to pull back from the mic. Oh. Why are we doing this right now with okay. everybody Okay, well, you know what? If you got a TED Talk on it, I guess I'll watch it. I don't know what to tell you or a YouTube video. I'm going to give you some podcast tips on how to um, uh, properly speak into the microphone. Okay, well, I am very excited about today because we took hot topic questions from our Instagram followers last week. I got them all together. One of them is going to be... 
deemed our favorite question of the day. And we're going to send them a lovely Chick-fil-A gift card. And hopefully they have Chick-fil-A in their area where they went ahead and sent this from. We'll see. Yeah. Or, or I guess you, something. Or you put it in your wallet and you go on a road trip. I don't know. There you go. So I like that hot idea. topic questions we are answering today. And I'm excited because we got some really good questions. They're kind of a little in various areas of marriage and family and things like that. So. Yeah, there are there are different ones. So we're gonna we're gonna go through some of these. Um, we'll probably both be answering. I'll answer some, like whatever we figure out as we go along here. Um, one of the one of the, one of the questions was the best advice for compromise in the marriage. For compromising in the marriage on big issues that maybe mm-hmm. arise, you can't seem to find agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in thinking through this, I don't know if compromise is the right word to use. I don't think that, I think when you find compromise, it almost feels like you both lose or one of Somebody you loses. Somebody didn't win. Well, it's not about winning, but you just get stuck in this middle ground. And so instead of like compromising, um, I think it's not finding your way or my way, but looking for our way. Mm. So the best way to compromise, if you want to use that word, and I don't necessarily agree with using that word. I think finding a way for both of you to do it. So for example, if you're going to decorate a room that maybe you find your best ideas, you bring them to the table and you combine those ideas together to do it. Um, if ha- it's like, oh, So what is your magic word to not use compromise? Because I feel like what you just described was a couple coming together and they compromised on room decor for decorating a room. Yeah, so I would I would say maybe it's more just a a creative solution. We are oh my finding gosh. no the word, but I think the word compromise just makes sometimes people feel like I'm giving up something, I'm giving up some rights, or I'm giving up something that I don't want to have to give up but you, in order for but you, you, you to did. get what you want. But you did give up something. Not, maybe you gave up a paint color you're, because you're not understanding. It's bringing <laughs> your best ideas together, so it's not my way and your way. So you get a little bit of you, I get a little bit of this. It's more of like, what is our way? How can we find something that we both love? Are we going to end up agreeing no. to disagree? How can we find something that we both love? It's our way. We're combining our best ideas together. And we both into, compromised a little bit to come up with a solution. I still think compromise is a good word. It's not a bad word. Okay. And so, but I would just say, <laughs> talk through it trust each other you know trust each other that you don't have agendas and one person has to do you know is going to give you know give in and not get something that they don't want mm-hmm. um i say it's working together to kind of find a third way mm-hmm. so not one way or two but finding a okay. third way i love so maybe that. we don't call it compromise we call it the third way which sounds super <laughs> weird javier so we are going to find the third way so anyway, so but so I would just say sit back, ask questions, take time, talk to each other, um, you know, respect each other, what your opinions are, what your likes, dislikes are, and maybe you can find a way to come to agreement on bringing to the table the things that are important to you, things important to them, mm-hmm. and find the best things in those and finding something that you both agree that you can say, like, this is our way, not my way or your way. Yeah. It's like our way. Sometimes people think compromise means they're going to just give in to the other person completely completely i know but i want to remind people also um work towards not being stubborn because i i i am the queen of doing that when i come the queen of doing what shan being stubborn yes 
Oh, so can you. I would agree. I can be stubborn too. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just agreeing so with when, you. So when, when I come to you <laughs> and we have to compromise and find our third way. Yes, the third way. The third way. Mm-hmm. Now that we've recoined the phrase compromise. The third way. The third way is that I can be stubborn because I'm really attached to my ideas or my beliefs or something. And I am learning to not hold so tight to them so that... Um, when we come together and compromise our third way, we find better solution in that I'm open to listening to your ideas. I feel like in the past I've been very closed off and yeah. I'm learning to let that stubbornness go so that I can hear so what you're saying. That's a really good point is you have to be open yeah, to hear and to sure. listen. So that's a really, really important part. Um, in the third way, (laughs) (laughs) um, there was another question, uh, about how to deal with strife and conflict with your in-laws. Um, we had a great relationship before. Um, I don't know. You want to, you want to take that one? You want me to take it? Um, I mean, it's a big thing that uh, we actually got a couple questions that were about, you know, in-laws and family and dealing with that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's just a natural part of when you're married. I would say it's combining families. And when you bring two families together, even families who grew up exactly the same next door to each other, ate at 5 p.m., did everything the same way, you're still bringing two families together and there will be differences and there will sure. be strife. You're not always going to compromise. I feel that the biggest piece of advice that we could give couples that we do in premarital is that remember that you're coming together with your spouse and you are now a family. So your spouse comes first before your in-laws so that this new family unit has to make decisions well, but for also them. Also telling you, this is someone that's talking about their in-laws. Yeah. So and in this case, it was a woman asking. So this means that as the man, he needs to step into that place mm-hmm. and be able to first know and protect his wife. And Come his on, wife preach. needs to know that she is a priority and that he will fight for her mm-hmm. and that he won't go and defend his mom first and not his wife. Yes. Come and on. That, preach so it. he basically like has to stand up. And I'm not saying in the disrespect or dishonor. You no. honor your parents. You honor your in-laws. But you have to be able to set um boundaries, boundaries that are healthy mm-hmm. and be able to communicate like you know we feel right now we're we're not connecting as we should and it could be you all have to have a meeting together which i would i would say do that and if you need to bring in a third party to help mediate that then do that whether it's a counselor a coach a pastor somebody who can mediate for you but i would say in dealing with it recognize where it's come from because you have in-laws also who are people who are broken and hurting and they have in-laws too and they have in-laws too (laughs) and they've got stuff going on and so maybe there's a reason this is now happening when you maybe used to have a good relationship maybe something's taking place so having a conversation to find out why that's happening um, would be helpful and at the same time saying like you know here's a choice we want to move forward we want this to be healthy and strong but now you have to make a decision of how you mm-hmm. want to move forward with this but you have to talk about it you have to have clarity around it and and, and know that like together you have to be able to agree what those and, boundaries and are going to be fight for unity i am we're big believers of that do yeah. every exhaust all your options and do everything you can to bring peace and unity to the family and with your in-laws yeah um I have a great relationship with my in-laws. I love them. They are they treat me like their They're own. They're pretty cool people. They treat me like their own daughter. But there was a time when 
they didn't they weren't so popular in my eyes oh, oh what if they listen to this oh Shen? they're my. gonna be very upset oh my word i might okay. get a phone call or you a text might, you might get a I phone might. call but i remember my pastor um gosh this was going back 20 some years ago said shannon remember that your greatest gift being javier um without them without them you would not have that amazing husband yeah. and i was like oh, that is so true yeah in case you didn't catch it because shannon decided to whisper for a moment she said the greatest gift that my parents gave her was me so we just want to be clear i want to make sure you heard it all right <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to say that again. Okay. So that was a, that was a great question. That was a good um, question. Uh, there also somebody asked a question about my in-laws buy gifts for my husband's ex-wife. Okay, I mean, what, uh -huh. there's nothing you can do to probably prevent that. It's not meaning that they are liking that person more. Maybe there's still a relationship there. It's one of those fine lines. Like, is that something that you really need to die on? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the full situation. If it's simply they keep doing that but they're also so kind and loving to you and buying you gifts and all of that, then it might be something you just have to let go of. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's hard, not knowing the full not knowing, situation. Yeah. Um, but listen, that very well may be possible and it could be very just something that's trying to be kind and trying to, yeah. and you know, it may be, I don't know, maybe there's kids involved, right? Um, and if there and, are, and they have that would be trying good, to be that kind would be good reason. Keep connection. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the full story behind that. So sorry to answer it just in that way, but maybe it's something that you have to choose not to dwell on and not to camp on um, because you have the man, not the ex. So you guys are together. Yeah. yeah. Just something to think about. What else? What other questions do we have in here that were that were pretty good? Um. Okay, this is a great question. Um, advice on if a spouse wants more kids but the other spouse does not. That was a hard yeah. question because I immediately want to – well, I have many things to say. First of all, um, that's a conversation that needs to be ongoing all the time of, with your spouse about what what does family look like, how many kids can we – can we have um, finances, the house you live in? Like there's so many things you need to think of in regards to your family. And I think when it comes to a spouse who's not sure they want more kids, I think that the spouse that wants more kids needs to err on the side of waiting. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. No, I'm listening to you. Yeah, I agree. I was focusing um, on some other things at the same time. But yes, I absolutely... Literally, a squirrel ran by and you looked at it. <laughs> it's my ADD kicking in. Oh, look, a squirrel. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I, I do agree. Um, if you don't find a place of agreement, then don't. Yeah. I We've known couples who the wife has tricked the husband into it or like she got her way. You don't want to have that. So you need to have continual understanding, dialogue and communication around it, um, expressing why it's important to you, why you would like that, why you want another child, and also to seek to understand why the other person feels differently. Yeah. So if you don't take time to do that, you're going to be butting heads Ooh, all the time. It goes back to our first question on compromise, and you have to find a third way, which means yes. you might be getting a puppy. 
<laughs> Your third I mean, way is a cat or a puppy. No, it's not a cat. Cats <laughs> are are. Oh, I don't want to. I'm going to alienate some of no, our, our people if I say when cats you say, are evil. When you say cats are evil, then not all cats are evil. We'll have followers. No. You just drop don't off. like cats, but if you love cats, then we love you too. Okay. Yeah. Um, just let's be clear with that. Um, yeah. So that's good. Now there was another question here, which was a really big question. We get this um, question is a how lot. to trust your husband after finding out he watched porn again after a long time. Um, and listen, like that, that's a question that we've heard often and that we deal with couples in this area often. And, you know, you were building trust, you are trusting your spouse and I don't know the situation and it's different for everybody. And if he's been doing good and if he has accountability in his life and he missteps, um, are you trusting him and his actions? Or are you trusting God? Because ultimately, um, you know, he might misstep, he mm-hmm. may fail, he may make a mistake. Um, and so you have to make a decision that I will continue to trust him. And if you're a person of faith, trust God mm-hmm. and continue to see the man that he's becoming and the strength that he has and who he is, and that he's been overcoming this. Um, and if he's coming to you and being open and honest about it, which obviously it seems like he is, if you know that he has, um, then you need to make sure that you are taking time to hear and to listen where he's at. And at the same time, recognize it's not about you. I know that's a hard thing. That's it's not, really hard. It's, a, it's not about you. He didn't go and do this because of something you did or didn't do or that's something that you're not. Um, it could be something he's navigating for various reasons. It's a larger topic for us to talk about at another time. But I would say simply because he tripped and fell, it doesn't mean that you're going to stop trusting and loving him. You're going to help him back up. You're going to support him, encourage him. He's going to get his accountability, and you're going to continue to move forward. Um, And so grace, a lot of grace in situations like that for sure. A lot of grace. That was a great answer. So um, um, I don't know if we have time. We're at 18 minutes, and we're going to cut here uh, in just a moment. But – how do you handle drastic changes in your lives and your marriages? Like how do you handle? Well, I mean, that's a great question because mm-hmm. we are in the midst of a drastic change oh, in our life well, and yeah, in, our, I guess we are. in our marriage in every area. And then your marriages will always be filled with changes and drastic mm-hmm. changes. Um, life will be filled with that. Mm-hmm. So I think if you build a consistency of connection, consistency of intentionally communicating and pursuing one another, then ultimately you are going to be able to navigate life's changes and marital changes because you're building a good foundation that enables you to weather those storms when they come. What would you like to add, Chen, as you stare me down because <laughs> I just rambled on in that question? You do ramble. No, that's not rambling. I no, gave no, a no, good, no. solid no, it answer. Was a, it was a very good answer. It's just that sometimes you... Uh, I don't know. You're like a giant boulder rolling down a hill on me. Oh, okay. Sweet Moses. <laughs> Shan, how do you handle drastic changes well, in your I was, life and marriage? I was just, I was Tell just, me about I it. I was just going to talk about this season of our life, how we've been in it, and it has been major and drastic. But when you're in the middle of it, you don't realize it because you're just kind of rolling with the punches every day until something will hit you. And I'll realize I'm emotional or I've snapped at you or I'm short with you. And I'll realize, wait a minute, I'm, we are taking on so much and so much life change has happened that I need to give myself a break. I need you to give me some grace because it, at moments it can catch up with you and you don't realize it. Yeah. So be yeah. offering each other a lot of grace and yeah. 
um, talking about it consistently over communicating. And sometimes you'll come to me yeah. and you'll be like, "Hun, how are you doing? How, how are you feeling? And sometimes I'm not ready to talk to you. I'm like, I'm fine. It's fine. We're fine. And then other times, like in the car the other day where I just started sobbing really hard because I wasn't fine. And I'm like, this is a lot. This is emotional. Yeah. I miss my girls. I miss our friends. Yeah. And I just felt like I had postpartum wedding depression after McKenna's oh. wedding. And so it was a lot. So I'm yeah. glad that you keep asking me to keep communicating yeah. and checking in on me. So that's so that's that's the answer is continual connection, communication, and building that foundation again. So when you do encounter like we were able to navigate through this major change because we have built the foundation, we've done the work, we continue to invest in each other, pursue each other, serve one another. And because of that, then when things hit, we can navigate them well mm -hmm. because we've built a strong foundation. So do that now. Yeah. Don't just deal with the things that hit when they hit and wonder why it's crumbling. Well, because you haven't laid the foundation beforehand. Yeah. So continue to do that. We yeah. encourage you. Um, should I answer this one really quick? Gender roles in marriage, stay at home, dad, breadwinner, mom, supporting each other. Um, that's if like that's a... what you've decided and you both in agreement in that area, this whole thing with gender roles, like there, it, it's shifting and changing a little bit because if, if it makes sense and it works for you and your wife is going to work, and that financially is working for you guys and she has a desire to do that and the husband is working at home or at home and maybe mm -hmm. he has a you know a side job whatever if you guys have come to agreement in that area then that's okay that's great that's good how do you support each other i think you have consistently talk about it oh and absolutely. how you feel because there may be times where him as a man may feel like I, you know, I'm not taking for my family or I should be out there supporting yeah. because society has said this is going to be the right way to do it. Yeah. Um, and there may be a reason you have it set up that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. So I can't speak to that specifically. But I think you have to like consistently talk about how you both feel mm -hmm. and how it's making you feel mm -hmm. and what you're processing. And about I would it. add to that that you need to consistently reevaluate it. Don't say we're going to do this and for the next five years or the next 10 years, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Make a marker, whether it be once a year. I, we did this when we homeschooled every year at the end of the school year. You and I would talk and we'd reevaluate yeah. if this is what we were going to do again. Yeah. So make sure that you're reevaluating so yeah. that it's working for your family. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to wrap up, but we have to choose what our favorite question was. And I'm going to say <laughs> Kay Rose Marquez about compromise in marriage because it caused us to compromise on what we were going to call compromising. And well, we agreed it okay. would be called the third no, way. No, we didn't agree, Javier. <laughs> you just made up the third way, which sounds really weird. It sounds like the third eye or something. But I like that question because it, it kind of dealt with a lot of things because in marriage you are having to come to the table together yeah. and find different ways to approach yeah. situations. And so K. Rose Marquez Chick-fil-A is on, is its, on way. its way. So yes. Shannon will reach out to you and connect. So Shannon, tell them how they can stay connected with us. Here at 24-7 Marriage, we are a partner-supported ministry, which means we rely on the generous donations of the friends and family of 24-7 Marriage. Churches and businesses all over the United States help us bring hope to marriages every day. So if you would like to partner with us, you can head to our website, 247marriage.org, and up in the right-hand corner, there's a black button that says Partner With Us. 
and you can click on that and you can give us a one-time gift or a reoccurring gift right there on our website. Also, you can follow us on at 247 Marriage on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And on TikTok, we started this new thing called Learn With TikTok. And we're rolling out some ways and things to teach you pretty quick on uh, things to do with communication, love languages, and all sorts of things. So, And make sure that you are rating and reviewing this podcast because yes. that helps us jump up and get more exposure and reach more people through yes. this podcast. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on Pandora, Google. on Google. So make sure that you rate and review. Tell your friends about it. Uh, we are grateful for each and every one of you. Have an amazing week. We'll see and you always next week. remember that in marriage, you don't have to. You, you get, get to. to. Have a great week.